KJAMS 105.3 is sitting there pretty with me. Your favorite radio reverend, Preach Easy in the morning. It's my favorite time in the morning. Time to go ahead and dive on into the word. But before we go ahead and dive in, let's center ourselves. Let's get our breathing correct. So let's go ahead and just exhale. Release all of those problems, situations, the issues, the conflicts maybe that you've been carrying with you for the past week, the past month past couple weeks let's take the time now to release it all just exhale and breathe it on out just <sighs> and now that we've made space in our spirit and in our lungs let's go ahead and fill it up with some goodness the blessings the promises that god has for us coming up here let's breathe it on in just Cool. And now that we got ourselves settled and put together and we've invited the spirit in, let me go ahead and reintroduce myself. If this is your first time with me, then my name is Preach Easy. They call me that not because I'm easy on the eyes, but because I believe the gospel should be easy like your Sunday mornings. Now, that's not saying we don't have those nitty gritty, real tough conversations, you know, answering the questions that you ask yourself in the middle of the night. Like, who am I? Why did God make me? What is my purpose? Well, I believe all those answers and more are actually pretty easy. You just need a little bit of help along the way because it's the journey. See, that journey is tough. That's why you need me, your favorite radio reverend, most popping podcast, Pope. Oh, yes, we are on all streaming platforms, and you're going to want to listen to them because we got some old gospel content. But for now, today, we are diving into our blessing boosters. That's what our focus is for today. We're talking about our blessing boosters. Now, I'm going to tell you a nice little tall tale, an easy tall tale, but if you'd like to keep up, you could find it in Mark chapter 2 verses 1 through 12. If you're reading along, it may be a little bit different from how I'm presenting it to you, but this is the story of the blessing boosters. <clears throat> so back in the day, in about old Israel time, at the time of Jesus's or at the time of Jesus's height, right when he started going around and healing folk, there was a collection of outcasts. Now, these outcasts didn't do anything that was preposterous or that was demonizing. They didn't murder. They didn't kill. What they did was simply they were born into situations and afflictions. See, these collection of outcasts were on the outskirts of their society simply because a lot of the times the ways or the situations in which they were born into. Some of them were born with different parts not working, whether it was eyes or it was legs. Some of them were born and they were constantly on the conflict of inner emotional distress from bipolarisms and others were constantly being brought back. They couldn't hold a job because they would get caught up in their deep depressions. Some of them were simply women left on their menstrual cycles, and so this collection of outcasts were put to the outskirts of society. They considered themselves blessing boosters because what they did to survive, since they were unable to be accepted in society, since they were unable to work, they decided that they were going to make their own blessings boosting. So this collection of friends, that's what they named themselves, Blessing Boosters. They would boost themselves, and if you don't know what boosting is, they would steal themselves some food. They would steal some, themselves some covers. They would steal what they needed so that they could make it and survive unto the next day. Now, while it was seen as something that was immoral, as something that was wrong or against the law, there was little to no options available to our Blessing Boosters. See, at the time of in ancient Israel, if you had an affliction, a curse, a situation that caused you to be an outcast, 
when you entered the public, you had to announce and say to everyone, I am unclean. I am unclean and you cannot be near me. See, these people, these outcasts, whenever they would leave their hubbles or whenever they would leave the outskirts of town and come into town looking for hope, looking for compassion, looking for a blessing, they would have to pronounce that they were unclean. At this point in time, if you were afflicted with a situation or you were afflicted with a condition, then you were seen as unclean, not only your physical body, but also your spirit. Many saw people not as who they were, not by their name, but they were often referred to and called simply by their affliction or by their condition. These blessing boosters were only known to outsiders outside of their outcast group as their affliction. They were known as Perry the Paralyzed, Billy the Blind, Bethany the Bleeding, Chris the Crippled. They were known simply as an extension of their affliction or the condition, not simply known by who they were or whom's they were. See, one day the blessing boosters, they had caught on to a new scheme. They had heard of this man that was coming into town and could heal and, and revive people from the dead. They had heard of this man who could spit in mud and wipe it on your face and make you see again. They've heard this man who could call out to little girls and have them rise from the bed again. They heard of this man who can make them be seen as people again. And so this collection of five blessing boosters decided to follow their faith. The faith of a felon, because their, their past blessing boostings have left them as criminals, has left them not only as outcasts due to their conditions and afflictions, but now due to their actions. So they decided, let us five friends make one last boost. They had a friend who was completely paralyzed and required the help of the others to get around. And so these four friends carried their fifth friend on a blanket, despite the fact that all of them would have been afflicted or conditioned with something that may have, effect, uh, that may have affected their physical well-being. And so even despite how difficult it may have been to support their friend, they still came up with an Ocean's Eleven style plan. They still came up with this Mission Impossible style plan to open up the roof of the building and lower their friend in on a blanket to hopefully catch Jesus as he was healing somebody else so that they could boost a blessing. But something miraculous happened. See, because when they decided to enact their Mission Impossible style plan, when they got together these people who could barely muster up the strength to work every day, they mustered up enough strength to search out for their blessing. This was the faith of felons. Because to them, this action would, would have been angering to the person, of course, who had owned the house, but was also disturbing to the Pharisees, the religious leaders of the time. See, these people, they were making an immoral action. They were destroying a house. But what they were doing at the end of the day was they were following their faith despite their afflictions, despite their conditions, despite their situations. This was the faith of felons, a faith which is so often disqualified. But yet... Despite all of the actions of the blessing boosters, as they lowered their friend in to receive the blessing meant for somebody else, but hopefully they could boost and steal it just for their friend, instead of being ignored or disqualified, Jesus decides and looks at them and says, your faith 
is what has made you forgiven. That Jesus looked at these people looking past their affliction, not disqualifying them for their condition, and said, Son, your sins are forgiven. The blessing boosters didn't know what to do with this information. Heck, the crowd around didn't know what to do with this information because for so long, their affliction had disqualified them from the most basic necessities. The ability to enter a building, the ability to provide for themselves, the ability to eat, the ability to sleep safely. See, for so many of us, our affliction is seen as a disqualification. Our condition is what disqualifies us. But in reality, Jesus saw the faith of these felons and where the felony would have been enough to disqualify them. It was their faith which qualified them. See, your worth is not based in the actions or the situations, but instead your worth is based in your divine design of your soul. Your affliction is not your entirety. When you were designed eons ago, you were designed greater than that affliction, greater than that situation, greater than that condition. This is why it's so important for us to utilize person-first language. Because these blessing boosters had grown their entire life being disqualified based on their affliction. But when they showed their felony faith before God, they were seen as persons first. They were no longer Perry the Paralyzed, but simply just Perry. Heck, for many of them, we may have learned their first names, no longer being Becky the Blind or Becky the Bleeding, but instead learning that their name may not even be Becky. See, afflictions are not disqualifiers. For so many, these afflictions and these conditions can lead us in situations and problems where we may find ourselves committing sins. See, the blessing boosters, they had no options at this point because not only was it just them and their outcast status that made it difficult for them to get to the house of Jesus, but there were huge crowds that, around, that were around the house that Jesus was preaching in and outside of that were making it impossible. And even despite the social anxiety that they must have faced while in the midst of being in the crowd screaming, unclean, unclean, they still made their way towards Jesus because even if they didn't know before, something innately told them that this Jesus fellow would not see their situation as sin. That this Jesus fellow would see past their afflictions, their conditions, and not disqualify them. See, for many of us, our situations can make hitting the mark, hitting the target, not sinning nearly extremely difficult, but not impossible. See, Sin just means to miss the mark. C-H-A-T-A, tachata. That's the original old Hebrew word for sin. It's just to miss the mark. If you imagine like a bow and arrow and you're aiming it back and you're shooting, that's all it means. That's the example for sin. Missing that mark, missing the target. Now, it's not saying that you can't ever hit the target, but what it is saying is that there are certain situations, certain conditions that will affect you in your aiming. See, if you come into a situation to where it's raining and it's storming and you're still aiming for the bullseye, the wind and the waves may mess you up. You may miss the mark a whole lot of times. We have to recognize that situations are not the sin. And some situations may make it more difficult to hit the mark, but it does not make it impossible. See, 
Jesus presents to us that our situations are not sin in Mark 2 verses 9, where Jesus asks a question to those around. Because it wasn't just the blessing boosters that were surprised by Jesus' response. They were hoping to steal a blessing, but instead they received a blessing directly. See, Jesus presented a question to the crowd and said, Which is easier? To say to this paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven? Or to say, get up, take your mat, and walk? Jesus shows the dichotomy between our situations and our sins. Some situations may cause us to be in a situation where we will sin a little bit more or a little bit less. But what the reality is, is you always have the ability to hit the target. For many of us, if our conditions are different, we're not strong enough to use the standard bow and arrow to hit the target, then we may have to try something else. We may have to do something that's not standard. That's what this collection of outcasts, this blessing boosters, what they were doing. They were doing something that was not standard so that they could hit the mark. It may have looked different than the Pharisees' bow and arrow when they were aiming and hitting the mark. It may have looked different than you and my aims in hitting the mark. But at the same time, it was still them making the mark. They moved past and saw past their situations, that their situations were not the sin, that it is much easier to forgive the sin than to tell them, get up and take your mat. See, because you are not blessed by your situation. You're blessed by name. See, it's your name that is blessed, not the situation, not the condition. If you were blessed by the condition or by the situation, you would have to receive another blessing on top of another one for every condition or every situation or every affliction that rose next. See, what the reality is, is that you are blessed by your name. Because if you're blessed by your name, then that means anything that your name comes across, any condition, any affliction, any problem, any situation, your name can and will overcome it. You're grander than your affliction. Your affliction does not disqualify you from the blessings. Jesus says in Mark, 20, in Mark 2 verses 11, I tell you, get up, take your mats and go home. When you're blessed by name, you can be greater than the situation, than the problem. When you're blessed by name, you are able to boost your blessings. See, five outcasts, five people coming in with conditions and afflictions entered that house. Five people cut out the roof. Five people lowered a, a single person into it, and yet only one was blessed. But in reality... The entire community was blessed. If Jesus had simply blessed that person with the ability to walk, they may have not had the spiritual desire to go back home with the people who had brought them there. See, Jesus says, I tell you, get up and take your mat and go home. This person's home was with the rest of the outcasts, but now no longer being paralyzed, this person was now able to bless the rest of their community. Their affliction did not disqualify them from blessings, but instead gave them the perfect experience to be an actual tool to help their community. See, your affliction, your condition didn't disqualify you, but gave you the perfect perspective to be the hero you deserve to have. To be the hero that the next generation deserves to have. See, you are blessed by name, not by situation, by condition, by affliction, because those things would be too limiting.
And you're so much bigger, so much more than your affliction, your condition. Jesus posed them a question, which is easier to forgive this person of their sins or to have them get up and walk again? See, for many of us, we're born into these situations, these afflictions. And for a lot of us, just like the other four outcasts, we may not be healed in the end. But it didn't mean we weren't blessed. It didn't mean we weren't forgiven. It didn't mean we won't be able to become bigger than our afflictions or grow greater than our conditions. See, this is why it's important to use person language first. You're not a homeless person, but a person who happens to find themselves homeless. You're not depressed, but you're a person that happens to be conflicting with depression. You're not a failure. You're just a person who has failed a couple times. See, when we put ourselves first when we put the person in front of the affliction then we are able to see the person over the condition we're able to believe in ourselves we're able to believe in others we're able to be greater than we were before for many of us we feel like the condition the affliction the problem is too big but in reality we will grow bigger than it that's what it means to be blessed by name when Jesus says, I tell you, get up, take your mat, and go home. What folk need his mat for? The mat is to simply remind him, of course, so you can go to sleep later. But that mat was his entire livelihood. That mat was all in where he could move safely. And now by carrying it with him, bringing it back home, it's a reminder of the original perspective, showing that that affliction he had did not hold them back, but instead propelled them to a new perspective. One that could change things, one that could help things. Before, that community, of that collection of outcasts didn't have an able-bodied person that cared, but now they do. They went in to boost a blessing, but they ended up blessing the boosters. See, this collection of outcasts wanted to be seen more than just by their afflictions. They wanted to be, know that their situations were not sinful and that they had the same opportunity as everybody else to hit the mark. They wanted to know that they were blessed by name. Jesus presented, which is easier to say to this paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven or to get up and walk again? Luckily, Jesus gave both, but for many of us, for some of us that are listening, especially in the Christian context, a lot of times it's presented that if you were missing an article or missing a part of yourself or you were still conflicted, then it simply was the lack of your faith. But the reality is, is that your faith is so great, so strong, it'll make you bigger than every affliction, condition, and problem. And I promise you, it's just that easy. This is your favorite Radio Reverend Preach Easy, praying for you until you hear from me again. Signing off.